Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. Um, on the line, we've got a behavioral specialist and founder of Youth Nations, uh, Utesa Pule. Uh, good morning, Tessa. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Bongani and Nala and everybody else. How are you guys? Good morning. We're good. Tessa, openness yes. around sex at home is an uncomfortable thing. I wish it wasn't, but it is. And Mary, many parents are struggling. How do we approach this? Okay, so there's different phases in a child's life when it comes to sex. Yeah. But I think the most important, like the starting point is whatever negative hang-ups parents have about sex, they directly or indirectly pass it on to their children. Yeah. Even when they're not trying to, or even when they're trying to be open. The reality is with children, as they develop, they will start asking sexual-related questions from as young as five, six, seven, eight. You know? Because physiologically, the hormones are changing. They are adjusting. And um, the context (laughs) is very different when they're five, six, seven, eight. Like um, my four-year-old son knows that he has a penis. So if something's wrong with his penis, he's like, mommy, my penis. Yeah. Sometimes it turns out it's peanut, but it's still penis. Yeah. When my nephew was eight, nine, ten, he had a different understanding of his penis, and he asked those questions. Parents need to take the time to remember that their child is ten. They're not going around sleeping with everybody. They're asking sexual questions related to their physiology. Yeah, but when yeah, the yeah. same person asks you sexual related questions at 13, 14, it's different. When they're 18, 19, it's different. In their and, 20s, and, it's different. And I think that's the tricky part because obviously at 13, 14, that's when you start thinking birth control. So, how do you talk about birth control with your teenager? Because um, the mind automatically goes to the fact that the minute you give them birth control, you are giving them a free pass now to go and do the thing that you're hoping that they're not doing. Okay. So the conversation around birth control is layered because there's religious, um, cultural, in, like personal views that yeah. people have about it and scientific ones. You know, um, for example, I know a lady who went on birth control very early in her life, and it really had loads of complications for her. And getting, I'm trying to get pregnant when she was in her late 20s was a problem. Um, I know people who have no such effects at all. I know people who recommend birth control for, um, like, pimples and acne and all sorts of things. So it's a very personal decision, right? Um, the truth is, and unfortunately, a lot of parents are not ready to hear this. The truth is, the highest infection rate for HIV in that country starts between age 10 and 14 in girls. Yeah. It's not adults yeah. anymore. It's yeah, not older which, teenagers. Which means that's where the, 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 the contraceptive conversation needs to start. Yes. And... Um, what parents are not aware of, children are like technology. There's something new every day. And because they're yeah. in a phase of their lives where they're discovering the world 
daily. There's always something new. Whereas parents are just trying to maintain and catch up all the time. Yes. It, it will be by default that society, your environment, the epigenetics around your child are what educate your child. Mm. So what, what they is the don't link? learn from sex from you. They don't yes. even learn it from TV anymore. It's from the friends, it's from the apps, it's from the phone. And, and what is the link? Is there a correlation between drugs, alcohol abuse, sexual consent, and having these conversations with your children? Can you bundle them together? So, guys, um, no, you can't. So, at camp, we do have literally conversations and sessions about drugs, sex, and alcohol. And... Um, and how they link and how they alter the brain, which causes behavioral changes, right? Mm. Now, when your child is 13, 14, 12, 11, and you monitor that behavior, like they have a, a pretty much sheltered life. You know, parents know if they're sheltering their children if they're not. Yeah. All of that, like you know how you're parenting your child. Yeah. For parents who shelter their children, they need to be the ones responsible for this conversation. Because the more sheltered the child is, the less knowledge they have of the world. And the first thing that makes a big impress- impression on them will land, even if it's false. It will land because it's something new, it's something different. Like yeah. the brain changes, like the neurons fire different and they're all excited. Like we've all been excited about nonsense. We only find out much later in our lives that I was actually nonsense. But when it was introduced to us, it was very exciting, you know? (laughs) And you latch onto it. So as a parent, when you shelter your child or you bring them up in a very specific way, you need to be the person in control of that conversation. Now, you have parents who don't have the privilege to shelter their children. Um, They They have to go to work, yes. Putting like making ends meet that they're not spending the majority of eight hours a day with their children. I am one of those parents. And the school that they go to is important. Knowing who the friends are is important. Mm. And knowing what they're watching is important. I mean, you you almost think you become a helicopter parent, Mm. but you're not, Mm. Mm. you know? The best cue for any parent in any phase of your child's life, listen to the cues from your child. You, Tessa, I mean, you've told me something that I knew. I just, I guess, wasn't ready to hear. Thank you so much for the conversation. Uh, we have to go through to news. Tesha, where do people find you? Are you on social media? Is there a number if people want to get hold of you? How do people get hold yes. of you? <laughs> so um, we've got an entire website, Youth Nation. Um, www.ynnovemberalphalimamfomother.co.za and on the socials my personal handle is Ms. Romola T which is R-O-M-O-L-A-T on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere but Google Youth Nations Youth Nations of Africa Youth Nations Africa you'll find us contact us bring your kids to our camps we have workshops that we have these conversations with some parents actually just pay me to have the conversation with their children <laughs> because they're traumatized to that capacity and that's no, okay I, I can understand <laughs> that and I'm one of those people thank you so much for chatting to us you guys are welcome and-
And if you follow us at Radio 2000 underscore ZA, we'll put her handles and we'll give you the website there at Radio 2000 ZA. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.